you know, as Christians, we have to understand and, and be real with where we are. That's what we have to see first, individually. And what where our mindset is and what we desire. Eric the Addison's. I think what God is really calling us back to, it's those individual personal revivals in our own lives where we're like, oh Lord, what have we done? We have minimized you. Promoting truth, wisdom, and empowerment. As the church, man, we should be on the forefront of making disciples, of indoctrination and godly things. If we don't train our kids, they will not be able to stand. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Erin Addison. On American Family Radio, thank you so much for listening. I'm Miki. And I'm Will. And Sherry B and J Mac are on tap to help us navigate the show. We look forward to opening the phone lines in the last segment of the show to get your take on uh, today's topic. Uh, today, I want to talk about legacy media, as it's often called. This is like the the old guard, the old school media, um, the major networks. Mm-hmm. We call them mainstream. Uh, I've heard them called lamestream. I've, I've heard um, Talking Snake. Um, just all kinds of things. But uh, today, today, um, we will discuss legacy media and uh, its interesting moment. So there are a couple stories that uh, were brought to my attention. And I want to discuss these stories because they are both stories from legacy media that I, I find kind of interesting for different reasons, I, I find it interesting that they're having this conversation. Mm-hmm. And um, I want to start with the one where we've we've pulled some clips from this particular interview. Yeah. And I'm going to go a long way around, Will, to make the points that I actually desire to make. And and so when I say go the, go the long way around, mm-hmm. I mean like playing all of these clips. I could really just make my point, right? Okay. <laughs> but I do want our listeners to be able to hear um, the conversation to really kind of digest and understand why I think legacy media is having an interesting moment. And, and, and I want to say this too. I think that the interesting moment is one where if you are a Christian um, and you've been living as an authentic Christian, yeah. let me articulate that better. You have been living as an authentic Christian, mm-hmm. not inauthentic if you run it all together, it sounds like a different word. Okay. Do you understand? Okay. Do you see what I'm doing here? Yes. Okay. If you've been living as a Christian, mm-hmm. tried and true as a real one, as a real one. Okay. Um, then when you look at the current moment that legacy media is having, you just kind of, um, rest your weight back on one of your feet and just kind of go, uh, yeah, <laughs> Like, of course, like, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, this is this is what we have been saying, that the word of God provides a standard and we are um, trying to live by that. We are trying to live our lives according to biblically governing principles. That's what we're trying to do. And so it's it's really interesting, though, because we live in a culture that is really um, hostile to that. They're hostile to um, biblical worldview. And, And remember, biblical worldview does not mean that we just think the Bible is good, that we think the Bible is right and the Bible is true. Biblical worldview, that means uh, means that where the Bible is prescriptive, we take it and we do it. Yeah, yeah. Right? This is the disconnect that we often experience, right? So the interesting thing to me about legacy media's recent um, contributions to culture, the interesting thing to me is that in order to have these conversations, the Bible has to come in view. The Bible has to come in view. Now, 
they in both of these pieces, they will not mention the Bible, but there are things that are just um, call it self-evident. OK, that point to the authority of the word of God. OK, that there's no other place that these people could be going to kind of t- to make their points. Some of them. And and you'll understand what I mean as we continue. So. Mm-hmm. So um, about a week ago, maybe yeah. maybe two weeks ago, um, the Today Show had on uh, for an interview, Brian Houston. Yeah who is the founder of Hillsong Church, mm-hmm. right? The the mm-hmm. mega church um, that so many people are familiar with the church, if not the church, then the music. Um, and, you know, we have talked, well, I don't know that we've talked about it on AFR, but when we were doing Urban, certainly um, Carl Lentz yeah. has been the topic <laughs> of many yes. conversations yes. from his interview with Oprah to his celebrity yeah. uh, infatuation and just all of these things. And we've talked about the problem that that was Carl Lentz. Right. And, and again, this is not OK. This is not one of those things where you're just sitting back and going, see, told you, because there's some things that you don't, you know, when those things are revealed, you're like, man, I don't. But there nobody are some glories things that are that. dead giveaways. Exactly right. You know, like, mm-hmm. exactly you know? right. Yeah. Interview with Oprah, right. going on the View, and and look, it's not just being in those places, but it's what you say when you're in those places. Exactly. Yeah. 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 It's it's what it's what you say when the people are across from you who have given you this quote unquote opportunity that you tell other Christians, this is what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to take the gospel to the nations. Like, you know, I'm saying that in my Kurt Franklin voice. It's like, you know, we're trying to, we're trying to, you know, because that's, that's always what the call is. Like we, we want to be on, um, we want to be celebrities. We have no problems with being celebrities because it puts us on people's radar. And then we tell other Christians that, see, this is going to speed the gospel. This is going to advance the gospel. This, that's what they say, right? I, me being a celebrity and being in the orbit of other celebrities <laughs> gives me the opportunity to, um, you know, take the gospel to the nations, right? These people, these people need Jesus. That's what, that's what they say to us whenever we have problems. Okay, and so then we all feel bad because we're like, oh, man, we would have ruined Paul's moment at Areopagus. (laughs) That's what we always feel like. We always we're like we 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 call him out because we're like, man, it seems like you're just like, I don't know. It doesn't really seem like you're doing anything. (laughs) Seem like you're just one of them. And and then they're all like, ah, man, but even (laughs) some of your own poets have said, you know, they start making (laughs) us feel like we just are not advanced enough. Um, but the problem is when they get in these spaces where here's the moment you've been asked a direct question, you mm-hmm. can give a direct answer, you can glorify God in telling the truth. They don't. Mm. They don't tell the truth. Yeah, that's the problem. They they skirt around it. Yep. They say things like like um, here you have Carl Lentz when he was on The View asked a very specific question about abortion. What does Carl Lentz say? Well, I want to sit down and have a conversation with a person first. I want to know their name. Pause just for a second. Does that change what the Bible says about abortion, knowing somebody's name? What the Bible says about life (laughs) and being made in the image of God and shedding of innocent blood. Does that change anything if you know the person's name first? Not at all. Okay. So I don't care how cool your glasses are. I don't care how tight (laughs) your leather jacket is. If you get in a place and you say it's because I want to be able to take the gospel to the nations. Mm -hmm. And then you get in this place where you have this broadcast that allows you the opportunity to do it. And then you don't. You choke. I think the church has every right to say there's a problem there. So right. I'm saying all of that to say, historically, that's what we've done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We've said, we've played the clips. Yep. We've played the clips and, and we've said, hey, this is a fail. This is a fail. 
guys. We have to be able to say that. If, 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 if the expectation is not that we can call out where there is error and say, hold on, that's not an accurate depiction of what the scriptures say, mm-hmm. then why do we have so much written in the scriptures? Right. You know, like it's like if, you, if you're not going to measure things against the word, why does the word exist as like the stick? I mean, <laughs> this is what you go back to. Yeah. OK. So anyway, so you've got Brian Houston who does this interview, which, again, I think is very interesting that he does this interview with Savannah Guthrie. And um, it is sort of like the first sit down that Brian Houston is doing after Carl Lentz and a series of other pastors, by the way, have either resigned or been fired from Hillsong Church. Yeah. Clean the house. OK. I mean, <laughs> man. Um, uh, okay. There's so many. Okay. So, so, okay. So Carl Lentz, if you're not familiar, was um, pastor of Hillsong Church, New York, mm-hmm. and basically lived as a celebrity in his own right. Yeah. That's, that's what he did. Yeah. Right. Like he was, he was that pastor. Right. He was that. Okay. And then um, a few months ago, it came to light that he was actually engaged in an adulterous affair where he, um, in several ways, misrepresented himself, not only to the person with whom he was in an affair, um, but also to the congregation there in New York. But look, listen, guys, the body of Christ as a whole. Please understand something. It is not that because because you see, there is one body, mm-hmm. right? There is one family of God. So when you have a situation like this, it's not that people just say, oh, it's, you know, that church, they may lead with that. But where it ultimately ends up is it's a reflection of everyone who wears the name Christ. Right. Right. There they go. That's that's just, you know, that's just how they are. And the Bible has something to say about this as well. The Bible tells us to make sure that we're living in such a way so that when people accuse us, there's nothing that they can accuse us of that we've done. And, right. And, and, and I think sometimes, you know, as Christians, we we'll like to look at situations like this or people like that and say, well, were they really Christians? You know, and not understanding that as the world looks at this, they, they're looking at it as. <laughs> You know, <laughs> they don't have yeah. categories. You're going to blaspheme your categories. God because yeah. of, you know, uh, because of, this. of you. Yeah, because because of what you do, because you're inconsistent, because you live um, a life of, mm-hmm. of decadence and just doing what your flesh wants. We will blaspheme God. And the Bible tells us that this is what they will do. Right. The, in fact, the parameters that we have for how we meet out church discipline, how we discipline those in the faith is 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 given to us to avoid those types of accusations to to put to shame those who would be blasphemers. You understand, mm-hmm. as it is, we're not really putting a whole lot of people to shame. We're just confirming what they already think. Right. I mean, to a certain extent, because the the fullest extent of what they think is inaccurate. And we pray that the Lord will soften their heart so they can come to Christ, receive forgiveness and live eternally with the God who made them. All right. I think we have time to get into the first clip and then we'll come back and talk about it afterwards. This is the setup piece of uh, Brian Houston's sit down with Savannah Guthrie. Clip one. Here we go. Music empire, along with highly produced podcasts and a TV channel. You're still a carrier of God's spirit. Charismatic, young and fashionable leaders and celebrity attendees from Justin Bieber to Vanessa Hudgens to Chris Pratt. 
Not what you might expect from church on a Sunday, but it's why Hillsong has grown into one of the most influential megachurches in the world and one of the most controversial. You know who's going to give you peace? It's going to be the expert. His name is Jesus. Its popularity exploded in the U.S. with the high profile of the, quote, celebrity pastor, Carl Lenz whose recent downfall has triggered a wave of scandals for the church Brian Houston created in Australia more than 30 years ago. What has this season in the church been like for you? I think it's been difficult, clearly, because a lot of disappointment in some of the things that have emerged. Get your mind right. There's hope for you yet. Lentz founded the East Coast branch of Hillsong in 2010, drawing stars in like Justin Bieber, who Lentz baptized in an NBA player's bathtub. But it all came crashing down last fall when Lentz was fired and admitted to an affair, writing on social media, I am deeply sorry for breaking the trust of many people. A woman who says she was his mistress speaking soon after. He keeps saying, um, I manage celebrities and I travel with them. He didn't want to say what he does. And more allegations of unusual behavior for a pastor followed. People described Carl Lentz as somewhat aloof and removed from the actual ministry. They say he would come in a chauffeured car, wait in a green room, come do a sermon and depart. Does that bother you? It does to a degree, for sure. Look, Carl was Carl. He's a unique character. There's a lot of things I miss about Carl. But having said that, there were leadership issues that I believe included lying, included what I would call narcissistic behavior. Narcissistic Mm. behavior. There were leadership issues that included lying and what I would call narcissistic behavior. Mm. Something that is interesting in that clip that I want to go back to and kind of just build this out as we continue discussing it. So you have Savannah Guthrie who is talking about Carl Lentz and then she says um, that Carl Lentz displayed some unusual behavior for a pastor. I wonder where Mm. she um, (laughs) where do we know how a pastor is um, how a pastor is to behave? Where, 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 like what manual did she go to to know mm. like what standard is she yeah. using right so this I don't know Will I don't, I don't know, know. I mean. it's just not clear <laughs> maybe she's just going off um, you know tradition maybe. Like I, maybe. I don't know maybe hey this is where you are borrowing from the bible without having to refer to it mm. but again these people have a sickness they borrow only what they like And only when it's convenient. Right. I want to talk a little bit more about this when we get back, though, because there's a lot in that one little clip. Aaron the Addison's American Family Radio will take the break and we'll be right back. Our Father, which art in heaven. Yeah, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. On earth as it is. The saying is trustworthy. If anyone aspires to the office of overseer, he desires a noble task. Therefore, an overseer must be above reproach. The husband of one wife, sober-minded, self-controlled, respectable, hospitable, able to teach, not a drunkard, not violent, but gentle, not quarrelsome, not a lover of money. He must manage his own household well with all dignity, keeping his children submissive. For if someone does not know how to manage his own household, 
How will he care for God's church? Mm. He must not be a recent convert or he may become puffed up with conceit and fall into the condemnation of the devil. Moreover, he must be well thought of by outsiders so that he may not fall into disgrace, into a snare of the devil. Um, you think that may be what Savannah was getting at? Maybe. Like maybe. maybe. You know, maybe she I don't heard know. somewhere. Yeah. You know, you might, somebody said something. Like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But see, and here's the thing. Even if it's like, you know, just sort of uh, tradition that gets passed down, mm -hmm. the question always has to be, so where, what's its origin? Right. Where does that come from? Right. Why? Why do we have that expectation? And we have that expectation because of the word of God. So here's what I want to say. I'm going to make several points throughout this. Right. But okay. he here's one point at this at this at this point. Here's one point. <laughs> Go ahead and be comfortable living an authentic Christian life. OK. OK. Mm. Because the people know what they're supposed to be getting. Come on. So when you live below the standard of the word of God, they know it. Even though they may accept you and celebrate you, they know mm. that you are unlike the standard. And so often you get welcomed into these places and people just love your presence because you're unlike the standard. And that should be a dead giveaway. Dead giveaway. <laughs> you, there should be something in you that goes, wait, wait, wait a minute. Okay. They, wait, they love me? Uh, I, wait, you love me? I, uh, <laughs> wait, hold up a second. <laughs> um, because I've been told, or as I've read, I'm going to be hated by people. Mm. I'm not above my teacher. I'm not above my teacher. Mm -hmm. So wait, why are you guys all clamoring? Hold up a second. There's a problem there. <laughs> in the end... What actually ends up happening is that people are <laughs> people will hold you according to the standard that they've they've hoped that you would bend. OK, they've hoped that you would bend it, mm -hmm. but then they will come back and hold you to it. That is exactly <laughs> what Savannah Guthrie is doing. OK, so but I mean, for a pastor, <laughs> wasn't there. I'm sorry. Wasn't there behavior that was just and I, that's when I want to jump in off back of the camera, you know, grab that microphone and be like, inconsistent with the Bible. Just say it, girl. Say the Bible. Savannah. Savannah. The word of God. Say the word of God. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't have that kind of rest. Well, we can work on that. All right. Listen, oh, guys, man. here is what. Be man. comfortable living an authentically Christian life. To this, you have been called. Come on. These people know what you believe. <laughs> they know. Right. The Bible says God's word teaches us that the law is written on the heart of man. God, look, God has already left his imprint. He's left his mark. Man knows that God is real, that God has made him. OK, so so now we have been we have been given the message of reconciliation. So so we've got to help these people come into relationship with who Jesus Christ or who God is through Jesus Christ. So we, we have to tell them that a way has been made for mm. them to be reconciled. And it's funny okay? if they don't know all the intricate details, they know that ain't it. <laughs> when it, they see isn't yeah, that something <laughs> that, that is something they, it should be embarrassing they know that yeah should it should be embarrassing to us that we have tried to live um these mediocre secular lives like not mm. you know and this is this this goes back to the not hot and not cold mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. like just kind of like mm, i don't know in or you out I, I don't know right and we we can't do that okay the lord condemns it but at the same time, even when we try to do it, we will never do it well because they know what we believe. All right. So the conversation continues. And throughout this, as you hear these clips, mm -hmm. you are going to hear Savannah Guthrie referring to an unknown standard, which <laughs> is known. OK, like going going back to a manual that is unnamed. 
but you have to use it to have this conversation. Please understand without the word of God, Savannah Guthrie has no reason to sit down with Brian Houston. Like Mm -hmm. why, why are you talking to him? Why is Carl Lentz a thing? Unless we go back to the straight edge, unless we are admitting all of us that the word of God presents a standard that the word of God presents the standard of God. All right, here we go. This is clip two. You see this pastor with the VIP row palling around celebrities. How come he didn't come down harder and say, not in my church? No way. How does this reflect the message I'm trying to preach? There's another side to it. I mean, one person who's obviously been well reported is Justin Bieber. If you think back several years now, when he was wrecking hotel rooms and basically on the edge of getting deported to Canada, there was certainly talk about that, and living a out-of-control life uh, with abuse of, of uh, drugs and so on. And look at Justin Bieber today. Anyone who's been fair could see a radical change. And so not everything about it is bad. No, I guess the question is whether the celebrities got better treatment, more attention. Yeah, I do think that we d- did allow a culture to develop where... It was one rule for celebrities and a different rule for other people. Man. No, wait. So she's <laughs> asking yes. him. Yes, yes. Why didn't you do oh. church discipline? Oh, my goodness, yes. <laughs> why that's did, what she's doing. That's, that's, she's going that's to the that's church of Corinth. That's what she's saying. Yeah. Yes, that's, yes, why didn't yes. you administer church discipline? Oh, man. Oh. Without okay. even knowing what, you know, that is. That's what she's saying. Oh, man. Y'all. The, oh, okay. All right. Listen. <laughs> We, we could let Savannah do this show today. Savannah, you busy? What you doing? What she that is that is exactly what she is doing. She is saying, you know, there's a standard. Um, you guys didn't hit the mark. You missed the mark. Why did you allow this to continue? Didn't you have a moment where you stepped back and you thought mm, the VIP row, <laughs> the showing of partiality Come to the on. rich and the wealthy? Oh, my goodness. Y'all, I'm sorry. You see, these are the moments, guys, let me tell you, I, you know, these are the moments where I go, Lord, thank you. Thank you so much. Right. I'm I'm so grateful to be sold out on the front end and to say it's the word. It's the word. Because when you when you when you don't, when you get to the backside of this Mm -hmm. and then people are coming at you, they have taken your sword from its sheath and now are trying to skewer you with it and you're like wait 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 (laughs) you want them to be nice right right? you're like I was nice to you and you want them to to be come on that's exactly what she's doing she's saying why did you why did you allow for these kinds of displays of partiality in the church now what does she have to use to ask that question she has to use the word of God Mm. she has to consider what our brother James wrote that we should not show partiality. Mm-hmm. Like, come on. And, and, and Brian Houston's um, response with, look, with respect ah. to his office is very weak. Yeah, well, if you look soupy. at Justin Bieber, yeah. you know, we got a Bieber. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? You, you allowed, you allowed <sighs> for a spectacle to be made up, made of, of, of the Lord's church uh, because Justin Bieber... Like that's what is that what you're saying? Now look, there's there there are some points to be made to what he's saying, in as much as um, 
I think publicly people were able to see, especially culture watchers, were able to see that Justin Bieber was really having a moment where he was being pulled on by this world. But then at the same time, um, he was saying that he loved the Lord. But, you know, it was very public Mm -hmm. what what people were witnessing. Right. Um, But then you also had Carl Lentz, who was just content to be in his orbit. Right. And and what do I mean by that? Well, I mean, with him traveling on vacation with Justin Bieber and drinking with him. Like, so so if I'm Savannah, you know, I would this is where you hear my chair scraping against the floor because I pulled up a seat to co-conduct <laughs> this interview with Savannah. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, And I'm sitting there and I'm going, I'm sorry, uh, you know, uh, Pastor Houston, I just, you know, yes, that is true. But how do we defend a pastor traveling with celebrities and drinking with them? Like, what is do, do we say that that is what led to Justin Bieber's, you know, ceasing all of his, you know, crazy wild ways? I, I just I just don't know it. Oh, come on. It's Bieber. It's Bieber. Nobody cares. <laughs> I mean, I do care. And as much as I care about the state of his soul. Right. But do you understand? And he even says this at the end of the clip. I don't know if people can make it out, but he says, yes, we had a different rule yeah. for celebrities I'm, and, and for I'm glad versus he, other he people. I'm sees that. And hopefully, I, I don't know what, he, what they're going to be doing going forward, but man, I'm, I'm glad he said that. So now let's continue our progression here because, again, <laughs> um, he has an opportunity to really, truly come back to the word of God because as it is, he's being held to it via clipboard or whatever, <laughs> right. you know what I mean? She's got, you know, but that's what her. it is unbeknownst <laughs> to her, but he knows he knows, right. He's being held to the word of God. The word of God is the standard. So he has an opportunity to just go ahead and stand flat footed on the word of God. You're already in this moment. Like you're already there because failure to uphold the word of God. So now is an opportunity to do that very thing. I'm just not sure that that happens as flat footedly as we might expect. All right. So we've got a couple more clips here. Here's clip three. Does it make you look inward and say, whoa, I'm a pastor. What happened here? I have reflected many, many times. I'm acknowledging uh, that mistakes have been made and that there are things where we need to get far better, much better. Uh, I'm not shrinking back from that. Have you thought about maybe this church is too big, the problems reflect that, then it's time to, to downsize or take a different approach? Yeah, I'm not sure a church can be too big. I just think we have to grow into ourselves. E. Oh, man, guys. Man, this hurts. I- I mean, it's like, it really is to painful. Listen to this, like, oh my goodness! Um, Man, and, and she's like spitting wisdom. She's like, it's, maybe y'all too big. Maybe that it's, that needs to be the some... word of God. <laughs> it's now she doesn't know that, or or her producers do know Aye. that. Whoever helped her with this piece, Man. they do know that. Okay, her quote unquote researchers knew what the arguments were that needed to it, be it's, made. It's like she's saying, how can you effectively pastor? When, That's exactly when so what she's big saying. And they have, and he's like, well, I don't, I don't think we can ever be that, too, too big. That's exactly what? what she's saying. She's saying what is evidenced by all of these stories coming out is that you are not able to give an account for all these people. Mm-hmm. That's piercing, man. When I hear um, that, that's like, ooh, ooh. And then, and then, 
And then the response is that, no, a church can't be too big. Okay. Um, now, look, I understand the debates and, and yeah. I, I know the church growth models and, and I understand this. You know, I know, though, that there are larger churches that have in place elders to help with mm-hmm. the shepherding, right? Yeah. And the leadership responsibilities, okay? This is fitting. This is right. This is biblical. The aim is that people, that if you, <laughs> you're going to give an account for these people, man, you have to at least know them. And and I would say, you know, he said, I don't know if a church can be too big. I would say, yes, there are situations where a church can be too big. Absolutely. If you're not pastoring the people who are yes. part of the, the church. If that's yes. not happening. And I'm when I say pastor, I'm not saying that they come, they're coming to the service and, you know, sitting there and then going, I'm talking about knowing people, being able to disciple. Give if those things are not happening, a church can be too big. Absolutely. Absolutely. How in the world are we carrying out the each other and the one another? Some of the basic principles that we see written in scripture when we have a church that is so large that you don't know who comes in and who goes out. That the you know and and look by the way let me just say this I understand that church growth models and church explosion has changed the way we value the word of God it has it has changed the way we value the word of God Miki what do you mean well whenever we come across passages that don't work in our current church context we say that can't be what the Bible means mm. let me say that again e. without mincing words. Church explosion, church growth strategies have caused us to devalue the word of God in as much as when we come across passages in scripture that cannot work in our current church climate, we say that cannot be what God actually meant. Well, why? Why can't that be what God actually meant? Well, because we can't do that here. Look at how we're set up. Mm-hmm. So the word of God must change. Well, I'm not saying all that. But okay, well, what's the in-between point? Right. What are you saying? Right. Now, here is, again, we talk about this often, the linchpin question. Okay. I'm going to just go right. Okay, let's do clip four before we hit the break. Clip four. Gay members of Hillsong have had difficult experiences. Some who have said they've even felt suicidal after their experiences. Why do you think that has happened? Look, I want us to get better at uh, the way we communicate and embrace and work with people who are gay. I don't have any personal bias at all against gay or lesbian people. But unfortunately, as a pastor, you don't represent what you think. You represent what the Bible says. And so at this point, we still are conservative on, on the subject of active gay relationship etc but it's a journey but everyone's welcome many many people who are gay come to Hillsong Church okay <clears throat> I'm gonna play I'm, I'm, I'm going to ask I'm going to ask our brother Jeff to play that clip again when we come out of the break because <gasps> you didn't to? catch it oh but I think we need to will the great you think no do you no, think no, no we can I, mean, we you, can. That's, I just that's, that's I feel fine. like there are some things that were missed there like certain word usage Okay, like right now, like right now at this point, at and this the point, big one, unfortunately. I'm, so, I, so I don't have a problem with this, but unfortunately, as a pastor, it's not about what I think; it's about what the way. That's unfortunate. Oh, I'm sorry. You have a better standard. Mm-hmm. That that is what 
Okay, all right. We'll grab the break, guys. This this is legacy Whoa. media, though, guys. I just want you to understand. Full stage. Aaron the Addison's American Family Radio. We'll be right back. Holy Spirit, come into my life. Won't you wrap me up inside your life? I know everything's gonna be alright. Best believe this here gonna last for life. Hey, uh, yeah, Holy Spirit, come into my life. Won't you wrap me up inside your life? Whoa, whoa. I know everything's gonna be alright, right, right. Best believe this here gonna last for life. Gay members of Hillsong have had difficult experiences. Some who have said they've even felt suicidal after their experiences. Why do you think that has happened? Look, I want us to get better at uh, the way we communicate and embrace and work with people who are gay. I don't have any personal bias at all against gay or lesbian people. But unfortunately, as a pastor, you don't represent what you think. You represent what the Bible says. And so at this point, we still are conservative on, on the subject of active gay relationship, etc. But it's a journey. But everyone's welcome. Many, many people who are gay come to Hillsong Church. Can I say, okay, welcome back to Aaron the Addisons on American Family Radio. Thank you for listening. Uh, Legacy Media is having an interesting moment right now. I, I'm looking at the time because we're going to open the phone lines. We're not going to get around to being able to talk about Leslie Stahl's interview, uh, the piece that she did on 60 Minutes this past weekend, where she included um, in talking about um, transitioning, she included detransitioners. I, I wanted to cover that today. We're not going to be able to get to that. I'm looking at the time. Um, but that's what I meant when I say interesting moments because yeah. this is just the one the one, but there are others. Um, and that was one of them that I wanted to go to. Mm-hmm. So, so that was Brian Houston talking to Savannah Guthrie on, on today. Okay. NBC's today. Um, can I tell you what I would have said now? If now listen, were... if, if I were Brian, Brian Houston, okay. Because Savannah Guthrie sets up this question, um, talking about the quote unquote gay members of Hillsong church. Hmm. <laughs> which we could break that down too <laughs> when we talk about who are members of the ah, Lord's church. Yes. All right. But let me, let's, let's just not, let's not get too in over Savannah's head. Okay. Let's just stay right where Savannah <laughs> She's wants doing to well. hang out. She's doing excellently. <laughs> and let's stay right where she wants to hang out, which is picking out passages of scripture and alluding to them just in the form of a question that seems to be, you know, the pastor Houston will recognize that this is a biblical standard. Okay. That's what she's doing. You will recognize that this is a biblical standard. You're not going to dispute that. That's what she's been doing the entire interview, by the way. Um, the interview is longer than this. You can, you'll find, we'll put a link in the show notes so that you can watch it in its entirety. But here's what I would have done. All right. So she goes in with the, the question. This is the question that everybody who intends to play ball on the world's court, you're mm-hmm. going to have to wear these kinds of shoes. Yep. Okay. This is what they want you. You're going to have to, you know, give some kind of defense for what the word of God says on the issue of human sexuality and now increasingly sexual identity. So, so here's what I would have said, because pastor Houston said, unfortunately, as a pastor, you don't represent what you think you represent what the word of God says. That's Mm -hmm. what he said. And he said, unfortunately, I actually think that that's unfortunate that he said that unfortunately. Okay. So here's what I would have said. I would have said, you know, Savannah, the blessing for me as a pastor The blessing for me as a pastor is that I don't set the standard. 
you've already pointed that out throughout this interview. You've already pointed out that as with um, pastoral leadership, as with character, the Bible has something to say about how men are to behave. You know, you've already directed us back to that. I would have I would have put that ball back in her court. Mm-hmm. I would have you've already referred to that, Savannah. And thank you so much for holding me to that biblical standard. Uh, in addition to pastoral leadership and the way a pastor or an overseer is to conduct himself, you know, the Bible has something to say about human sexuality and sexual identity. So as you have rightly held me to that standard, I hold myself to this standard as well. Do you want me to tell you what the word of God says about human sexuality and sexual identity? <laughs> no, no, I don't. Uh, that's not what <laughs> cut, we're. Cut, no, cut. no, no. Oh, no, 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 no. Come here. Come here, Savannah. You got to go to commercial. Lean in, girl. <laughs> I'm sorry. Then I went to Mickey mode. Um, but do you see but, how? Yeah. Now, because mm-hmm. what she's trying to do. Right. The, the what do you think about homosexuality is always the trapping question. It is. And that's the thing that I don't understand about these interviews anymore. Because in the beginning, people would say, man, but they asked that question. Maybe, you know, it kind of threw them off like they didn't know. But all these people that have been interviewed, these Christians, this question always oh, comes up. Oh, you know up. it's coming. Yeah. So I'm like, are you still not prepared? Why don't you prepare? You know, and it it, it, it does not take much preparation. And I'm, we're talking about pastors in a lot of senses, too. Well, you should know <laughs> what the Bible says clearly. And be able to stand on that. And it's still a fumbling of the of the ball. And I'm Always. like, man, come on. Like, this is the question they're going to ask every time. So what was displayed in this moment? This is very this is why this is such an interesting moment for me. Let me open the phone lines. 888-589-8840. 888-589-8840. We're talking about legacy media's interesting moments here of late. Um. The thing that really gets me about this is that the entire interview has been Savannah Guthrie holding him to a biblical standard. Yeah. And then they get down to the question about homosexuality. And instead of Pastor Brian Houston saying exactly what has happened, the duration of the interview, which is that the word of God has been brought into the conversation as the straight edge. Mm -hmm. Instead of just going back to that and saying, you know, Savannah, man, you've done an incredible job. This entire time, you've done an incredible job pointing to the word of God, pointing to the word of God. And so I want to stay right where you are. And you see how it takes that what she intended to be a dagger. Mm -hmm. She intended that to be a now because in the way they set up and you couldn't hear this because we didn't want to play all of the interview. But they lead with that question. They go into that question out of a piece where they're talking about the Christian evangelical church needing to change because times are a changing. Okay. That's how they lead into that. And then you have Savannah Guthrie's question about the gay members of Hillsong church often feeling suicidal, which is so interesting because I would love to juxtapose that conversation with the conversation that Leslie Stahl had with these um, people made in the image of God who had detransitioned. And a couple of them feeling suicidal because they had done this, because they had mutilated their flesh. I would love, I would love to overlay those and say, okay, wait, we, so we're concerned about suicide? We're concerned about people's mental health? Okay, can we talk about Leslie Stahl in 60 minutes? Right? So we don't want to have the Man. full weight of the conversation. We right. just want to have a portion enough of the conversation to make Christians look bad. So what is my call? What am I saying to Christians ongoingly? And I will continue saying it. You had best live an authentic life. The world is watching. You're not fooling anybody by being halfway in and halfway out. They already know there, there is a certain knowledge that they have 
of how the Christian is supposed to live. Yeah. So you're not fooling anybody when you step out into the culture Mm -hmm. and halfway stand on the word of God, tripping over yourself to be relevant. Man. Why? Why would we why would we do that? And then we find ourselves in the hot seat being asked questions that can only be asked if a person is going back to the word of God to make the question. Mm. All right. Well, the great. Where do we go first? All right. Let's go to uh, Heath in North Carolina. Hi, Heath. Hey, how's it going? Hello. Yes. Go ahead, Heath. Okay. Yeah, I was wondering if, if maybe a pay-per-view with Mickey and Savannah would be possible because I, I would be glad <laughs> to pay for that. <laughs> Come on, man. God bless you, brother. You, I mean, I, 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 don't, I don't know. I'm not – look, I'm not trying to you, – you, come on, brother. All right. <laughs> It would be a pay per view with Mickey and uh, Pastor Houston. I, I what, want to see that. No, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. <laughs> I, I, no, I, I, just I, do I'll an interview. You mean you know? I would interview him. Yeah, but using the your. You know. But I'd have to be very careful. Listen, when I interview pastors, when I talk to pastors, it's yeah. a much different conversation right, than just talking right, to regular. So, but you understand? You know the, the look. Yeah. So I I wouldn't be able to. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I I. Because Savannah, look, it wouldn't be fair. She did her thing. Like she. She put it out there. He could have answered those questions yeah. in a way that would have, you know, been much, much better. But I, I would say he's the one. It's like, come on, man, Christian. Yeah. We have the Bible. Yeah. We have the straight edge. We have to stand on that. But I will say to you our know? brother Heath's point, though, I, I would welcome I would welcome um, this question and, and, and being able to respond with the full weight or putting your full weight down so, on the word of God. For someone don't like her to, to interview you and ask, yeah, yeah, and right, ask you right. these questions. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that'll, yeah. yeah that'll, that'll I'd be love great. that. Be I'd love that. And anything, Savannah, holla at your girl. Anything uh, you want to talk about. Okay. You want to talk about cultural issues? Look, that would be here's great. my phone number. Needs- I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> just kidding. All Where right. do we go next, Will the Great? Let's go to Susan in Texas. Hi, Susan. Hi, Mickey and Will. Hello. Uh, hey, Susan. We're one of your listeners through the radio, so we're not streaming or, or visually watching or anything. And I'm not sure that was Pastor Houston. It sounded like Henry Kissinger. <laughs> like no, it was. Like a politician. <laughs> I see yeah, what you did there. Look, I, I assure you, you I assure you. We didn't sync the video. No, Man. I'm kidding. No, but it, it really is. It was. But you're right to point out, though, Susan. There, there is a Man. type of, um, uh, there's a type of carefulness that you see mm-hmm. that only Christians are prone to do. You know what I mean? Like we, we are the ones who are trying to be so careful that we will shave off portions of Scripture just so that the world can have the right opinion about us. Yeah. I'm like, listen, Man. why, are you, why are you trying to present yourself as nicer than God? Why are you trying to present yourself as nicer than the Lord Jesus Christ? What are you doing? Mm-hmm. You understand? Tell the truth and let the weight of that truth come to rest on people's shoulders as, in fact, it came to rest on your shoulders. And what was the outcome of that? You turned to the Lord for salvation. I am so glad that I didn't get a half-baked gospel where people told me that I was just okay, mm-hmm. but that God was so desperately in love with me that he wants to be in relationship with me. I'm so glad that people told me the truth that I am a sinner, that the wrath of God remains on me. And unless I come to the Lord Jesus Christ by faith and receive his sacrifice, I am dead in my sin. 
Why do we think that we're going to be able to present a better gospel than the Lord Jesus Christ? <laughs> That's what we're constantly doing. Right. Trying to present it just in a, you know, just tweak it just a little bit. Because, you know, Christ couldn't have meant that. The Messiah didn't mean that. Like Paul told the Galatians, there is no new gospel. That's right. There's only the one. Will the Great, where do we go next? All right, let's go to Timothy in Texas. Hi, Timothy. Hey, thank you guys for having me on. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to have uh, two quick comments really quickly about the uh, homosexual movement in the modern-day church, which I find really sad. Myself and my wife are both uh, people who came out of that lifestyle before I used to uh, struggle with homosexuality for 12 years of my life, and mm-hmm. my wife, uh, for a short time in her high school years, thought that she was transgender, but the Lord, in His grace, mm-hmm. um, brought us out of that. And it wasn't because Come people on. were so nice to us and telling us, as you said, that, oh, you're good enough, and, and God just loves you so much. It was knowing the truth of the gospel. Mm-hmm. And one of the things, when I, was, uh, when I was in college, I was doing an internship at a church while still struggling with this, and that church came out the first Sunday that I was there, stating that they um, had decided to start officiating gay marriages. And wow. that was the thing that scared me the most about telling people in church about what I struggled with. It wasn't because I was afraid they were going to judge me, or tell me I was wrong. It was that they were going to tell me that it was okay to be that way when I talked mm. the scriptures and oh. about it. Wow. And holding on to the scripture is what got me through that. It wasn't by, as you said, Dang. shaving it off and making it oh. a sound nicer and with a pretty little bow on it. It was knowing the truth of God's word. Um, wow. So that, there was a second thing I wanted to say, but I don't remember what it was. So anyways, that's, <laughs> I, I just wanted to share that, that it's, it's so important for us to stay true and firm on the Word of God and to not waver from it, because the, the Word of God has power to change life. And when we try to take away from it so it sounds nicer to us, that takes mm. away the life-changing power that, that the Lord has placed in it. Amen. So, anyways, thank you guys for letting Man. me uh, talk. Thank you, Timothy. We appreciate your call. Thank you so much. And look, that's testament to the power of God's Word to change, you know, not just... Oh, uh, like he said, you all right, you're good, you know, you'll be fine. No, the truth of the gospel changes us. No matter like the sin that I dealt with, the, the truth of the gospel changed me, you know? Mm-hmm. And we have to put that out there. That has to be uh out front and center. So when you see these interviews and you have these Christians, that's a great opportunity to share the truth of the gospel. And a lot of times it's not being done. Man, man, Timothy, brother, listen, God bless you. Amen. Thank you. Thank you for what you said. I, I just, man, I, if I can just run a highlighter over one, one part of his, of his comments today, that the fear of telling people what he struggled with, mm. not because he thought that they would judge him, but because he thought that they, they might affirm right. it. Man. Do you, do you oh, know what man. kind of understanding you have to have of eternity and God's righteous judgment to have mm. that fear? Mm. Do you understand? Wow. Because far be it. That someone would be justified, using that word loosely, in his sin and feel like he's just okay, right? And have this smooth footing, this soft path to destruction. And we have and we are- whole movements doing that now in the church. Yes. Creating a theology that say it's okay to be this and a Christian. Man. Man, I, I glorify God. Um, I glorify God for what he does. Mm. I praise God. That he is still truly changing lives. That he is still truly transforming us. Bringing us from death to life. 
Christians, hold the line. Amen. Live authentic lives. Hold the line and live authentic lives. Like everybody is talking about living their authentic selves, bringing their whole persons out into the culture. Christian, you do this. Until tomorrow, Lord willing. God bless.